first half of work, I was tired. I had to run over to, actually run over to the liquor store. <laughs> no alcohol, but they sell energy drinks over there. So I had to get some Celsius because I was tired the first half of the day. Welcome guys. Welcome to another episode of GP's Library. I am Ashley GP. And in this show, I just discuss books with you guys, really. I'll tell you when I read it. I'll tell you how I read it. So whether that's physical copy, ebook, audiobook, I'll give you guys some of my main takeaways. And sometimes it's really from the book. And sometimes it's kind of like the context of how I was reading the book. And sometimes it turns into a story. And then lastly, I'll say who I think it's for. Obviously, all of this is subjective. But if you guys have read any of the books, feel free to go down in the comments, give your opinion, give whether you suggest it to other people. I don't know, just have, have some fun down there. Also, you can hit the like button if you'd like to do that. And then if you like book reviews, if you do want some suggestions, feel free to subscribe. I chose this book actually because um, I suggested to somebody the other day, we were kind of discussing the themes that are in this book. So today I have The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Let me show his name at the bottom by Charles Duhigg. And it's called The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. I actually finished this March 21st, 2022. So it's been a little bit over a year. So I've definitely had time to remember certain things and forget certain things about this book. But I think that's actually good for these episodes as I've brought up before, simply because what you take away after a year is really what what you've taken away from the book. So the first takeaway is question everything. In this book, they break down how habit loops for humans are created, which is kind of like a cue, not kind of like, it's a cue, routine, and then a reward. And so that is the basis of the book. And so that's obviously something to take away from it. But the reason why I say question everything is that these marketing companies have figured out a long time ago or figured out a long time ago how to utilize Q routine and reward to get people and convince people to do things every day in order to sell more products. So the best example I can think of for that, the best example I can think of for that is shampoo. They give an example in this book of shampoo and they weren't selling it well when it first became a product. People like, why can't you just put soap in your hair? Why can't you do this? Like, what is the differentiating factor? We're not going to go back in the history of shampoo, but how it breaks down in the book, the cue routine reward. So the cue obviously is that you're in the shower and so you're not just going to use regular soap. You're going to use shampoo. That's the cue that they want you to get. The routine obviously is needing to wash your hair. So convincing consumers such as yourself and myself how often we need to be washing our hair, how often we need to keep our hair moisturized, how often we need to do whatever hair things we need. And then the, the reward is how we feel afterwards. So whether that's um, more curly hair, whether that's um, straighter hair, whether that's whatever you want your hair to be. But that's not really how it goes. That's how you would think about it. But really, the reward is the fact that they've put, so the, the cue is commercials. So getting people to see the commercials back then when they first made this would have been like magazines, newspapers, newsletters, stuff like that, but then on TV as well. And so that's kind of the cue. That's what's gonna like spark art. Right, maybe I do need to use some shampoo. Maybe I do need to buy this product. The routine is 
how can we get people to use it daily? So if we tell people you need to use it in the marketing campaign, it's every 24 hours, you need to use it every 72 hours, you need to use it every day, you need to use it every two days, you need to use it once a week. However, these companies decide how often you need to use it for them to turn a profit is typically however long they're gonna say, or frequently is what I say, how frequently you should be using the product. And that reward, they talk about in this book how they added an agent later in a chemical later in that made shampoo like do the bubble in our hair because when you see in the commercials it's always bubbling so people didn't think the hair was being clean if you didn't see the bubbles like dripping off and stuff like that and you didn't get that shampoo feeling of it being like all on top of your head and stuff so that's the reward so these companies and they did that through adding chemicals that made it bubble not necessarily toxic chemicals but chemicals nonetheless and so that's how they've gotten people to maybe wash their hair every day or wash their hair every other day. And is that a bad thing? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying you shouldn't wash your hair, but is the reason you're washing your hair as frequently as or as often as you are because you need to? These are the questions that need to be asked and that's for all products. In the book, they even talk about toothpaste. They talk about a lot of products that people use on a daily basis and how these companies um, formulated plans to go from people not using a lot of them at all prior to the 1900s to convincing people that they need to be daily products. And when you're questioning things, the last point I'm going to bring up about this, and I, I actually talk about this a lot, it's really questioning, especially with medical stuff such as toothpaste and even shampoo, like stuff that's like maintenance and stuff like that, whether it's a medical product, whether it's a product that's making you healthier or whether it's a cosmetic product because these marketing companies have been genius in convincing people that certain things that are actually truly cosmetic are like better for their health. And they both can happen, but a lot of times those lines are really blurred when it comes to the marketing campaigns of these companies. And that definitely leads me to the next point, which is that nothing is a coincidence. If you look at the daily habits that you have, things that you do every day, none of that's coincidental. Your parents taught you, your teachers taught you, um, your older sibling taught you, TV taught you, YouTube taught you, um, and other things you saw on the internet, social media, porn, whatever. Those things taught you the habits and then you've digested those habits and then you've gotten to that cue, routine, reward stage over and over again every single day or weekly or whatever that routine is for you. So when you really look at your own personal habits and you realize that you don't do any of these things coincidentally, you then can lead to my next point is you can change your mind. You can make a new habit loop. You can say, all right, this usually cues me to eat bullshit. This is for me specifically. I'm not calling anybody out. This is usually my key to eat bad food or greasy food. How can I use this cue now to drink water? How can I use this cue to just go for a walk? How can I use this cue to eat something healthy? And then create that new routine after recognizing that cue and then the reward can be something different. The reward can be I feel better about myself because I ate better. The reward could be I run further. Like personally, I run further because I ate better. It could be I have an extra ab right here because I ate better. You know, like these reward systems can change. So it really shows me that nothing is coincidence, but you get the positive to nothing being a coincidence is the fact that you can make these habits and form them however you want to. And then my last thing is, and then my last thing is, 
or then my last point is not only whenever you want to or however however you want to you can do this at like any time i guess that really is whenever you want to but at any point in your life you can choose to change the habits that you've created when you no longer like them when they no longer serve you when they start hurting other people in your life because even for me there are certain habits that like a single person might have but if you get a significant other that habit now hurts somebody else maybe that habit needs to change you know, so there are things that in your brain you can do, not really in your brain, in real life, in practice, you can change the habits that you've created or you've been taught, even if you didn't create that habit. Now, so who's this book for? Who is the power of habit for? I think it's for people who are looking to make a change. If you're looking to make a change, you're just like, where do I start? Like, how do I even get moving in the right direction to get towards where I want to be. I think a book like this can really help you because it can show you the incremental changes that are necessary and even examples in the past, um, in the past from other people. It can show you those examples and how you can get on the road to being the better version of whatever you want to be. I also think this is great for people who want to open their mind um, if some of the things I told you about earlier in terms of marketing schemes, all that type of stuff, how different organizations are ran, because organizations are extensions of people. So habitual, so organizational habits are also a thing. I didn't talk about that in the main takeaways, but that is a big deal. So if you're in a company and y'all have bad organizational habits, this is a way, or this book is definitely something that can teach you that like you can change organizational habits by changing people's habits. Um, so that's also who I think it's for people who are in like kind of disorganized situations. I also think people who are just trying to figure out why they do things. And I think everybody should be trying to figure that out. Why do I do this when I wake up? Why do I do this before I go to sleep? Why do I do this when I'm angry? Why do I do this when I'm whatever state of a mind or emotion that you're in, that you're in, there's an answer for it. And this book can lead you to a lot of your own personal answers. So I, I think that's very valuable. So I... um I would definitely really suggest for people who are questioning things within themselves and wanting back to my other earlier, who's it for people who are trying to make that change and transform their life. I think you can really learn about, learn a lot about yourself in terms of what your habits are by what establishes a habit. And then also who I think it's for everybody in the sense that you need to be known, you need to know when you're being sold, especially here in the U.S., um, when we're talking about the medical market, when we're talking about things at the grocery store, when we're talking about all these things, like I said, that I was talking about earlier in terms of cosmetic versus health, I think everybody needs to realize that we live in one giant marketing machine, that we live in one giant marketing machine. And a book like this can really show you how um, we're susceptible to not really know what's going on. We're susceptible to believing things such as like drinking milk daily, eating oatmeal daily, like these eating habits even, you know, like that stuff that's like not necessarily right or not necessarily true. These marketing companies came up with this stuff. Like the FDA doesn't really have a marketing company. Even if, and not to say that the FDA is the best source that you should trust, but I'm just saying the FDA doesn't really have a marketing company. These other companies fund the FDA and these other companies fund a lot of research that's done. So just learning to question the statistics and learning to question these studies and learn to question who these studies are being done on. I just think it's important. This type of material is important for people who are trying to think more on their own.
on But Guys, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. A great book. A great, great book, especially because we live in a marketing nation, probably the greatest marketing nation this world has ever seen. And I think it's cool to be able to kind of see through some of the shit that's laid in front of us. So guys, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Pick it up. Um, but also just go pick up a book, just in general, whatever it is. Put in the comments whatever it is. Maybe I'll try to read it as well. It's been GP with another episode of GP's Library. Shout out Charles Duhigg for this one. I'll see you guys next time.